Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where we talk about the collapse, what's going on with all kinds of weird stuff, culture, war, politics. Oh dear God, yes, there is a lot to talk about today. So today, right now, we're going to be talking about, oh, I don't know, World War III. Oh yeah, that thing. So uh, <laughs> there's, there's actually just a handful of articles that I have right now. If you want like a deep dive scoop into what is happening with World War III, uh, Canadian Prepper does a really good job of following all this. I don't know if he's bald or if his his hair just actually fell out from the stress that he's under reading all this stuff. But um, yeah, uh, go check out his channel. You should probably just do that over at uh, Odyssey because... Uh, I don't get notifications for when he has new stuff until three, four days after it's posted, which when it comes to World War III, that's the difference between you being vaporized in the dust and, uh, <laughs> or, uh, or just getting information late. There's a huge difference there when it comes to this topic. So yeah, if, um, if you do follow him, do it on Odyssey because un unlike YouTube, Odyssey will notify you when he has new material. YouTube, what what's the deal? So anyways, uh, first article we have here, wartime scenario unfolds as Taiwan suspects Chinese ships cut undersea internet cables. That, that wasn't a given from the get-go. Uh, I, I figured that out the moment it happened. <laughs> Uh, Chinese fishing vessels, the majority of the Navy fleet in China is shipping vessels. Keep in mind, as long as you're a member of the Chinese Communist Party, your property is the property of the party. So, yeah, of course there was uh, Chinese fishing vessels. Oh, it was an accident. No. <laughs> According to Taiwanese authorities, on February 2nd, a Chinese fishing boat damaged an undersea communications cable that connects Taiwan's main island to Matsu Islands. Uh, one week later, a Chinese cargo ship severed another cable. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, is, is it common for these things to just be dragging anchors around in the ocean? Doesn't seem to be very fuel efficient, if you ask me. Located approximately... 30 miles off the coast of China, the tiny island of Dongyin has quickly established a backup communication system as reported by the Wall Street Journal. New system uses a high-powered microwave radio to transmit data to Taipei. Wall Street Journal described the disruption as a wartime scenario and in a potential preview of Chinese attack. Yeah, uh, also, <laughs> this is happening... Uh, there seems to be a very large military buildup in the Fujian province, right next to Taiwan. Uh, it's almost like China's preparing to do something soon. Taiwan has a network of 14 undersea fiber optic cables, some buried as shallow as 6 feet below the seabed. These cables are critical as they provide 95% of the island's data and voice traffic. Western military planners learning anything from the full-scale invasion of Ukraine, Russia made a considerable effort to sever internet infrastructure in the Eastern European country in the day, early days of the war. 
Uh, let's see here. This is probably a quote saying what they just said because they tend to do that on this website. You can also find this article at thecollapseexperiment.com. The loss of internet across the Matsu Islands has alerted Taiwan to the potential national security threat posed by Beijing, which considers the island nation part of China and has expressed intentions to take control of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also built actual cities in China that are replicas, complete replicas of like government buildings in Taiwan, and they they storm them. They practice. They're like, how are we going to take this building and secure it as quickly as possible? Wall Street Journal has said no evidence so far supports Beijing's intentionally cut Matsu Island's internet. Wall Street Journal, um, did did you get your head stuck somewhere somewhere dark in a cave somewhere? Uh, I'm just. Like, what is going on? There's no evidence so far. They were cut. They were cut. Six feet into the the seabed, they were cut. Like, what the hell? Let's see here. Chinese officials have theorized that illegal Chinese sand dredging around the tiny island exposed the cables and allowed for accidental damage by vessels. Hmm. However, Taiwanese lawmakers warn... If an internet outage can happen on Matsu, the same could happen in Taiwan. No shit. Uh, Director ruling Democratic Democratic Progressive Party in Matsu, uh, Linqing County. Yeah, Democratic Progressive Party. Maybe China does need to invade them. I'm just, uh, I'm not not kidding. Like, these are the leaders. (laughs) This is the party that's in charge. Holy crap. Yeah, I would consider that a threat too. 2020. And there's good news for Taiwan. Just like Ukraine, satellite-based internet service Starlink offered by Elon Musk, SpaceX provides high-speed internet that neither Russia nor China can fully disrupt. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of brought that up earlier too. Like, Taiwan's probably just going to start using Starlink. What does Elon know that we don't? Man, is he going to be cashing in on the war front? So, yeah, we've got China cutting these um, internet cables. Then we also have... Oh, this one's a good one. Coordinated media hoax campaign. Russia blasts New York Times report on Nord Stream. Monstrous crime. (laughs) Nothing. This is nothing compared to shooting a political opponent outside the Kremlin. Uh, But yeah, this is a a monstrous crime. It is a crime. Uh, I'm just saying the the people who are screaming this probably shouldn't be. As a reminder, last month, Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Seymour Hirsch concluded that the United States blew up the Russia to German uh, Nord Stream natural gas pipelines last September as part of a covert operation under the guise of the Baltops 22 NATO exercise. Okay, yes, we've we've covered that. Yesterday, four weeks after Hirsch's bombshell report, anonymous U.S. intelligence officials told the New York Times, because they're dependable, that the saboteurs are likely... Pro-Ukraine, possibly government-trained Ukrainian or Russian nationals, or some combination of the two. 
No. Nope, sorry. And, uh, anonymous U.S. intelligence officials? Is this, like, the homeless guy taking a dump outside the CIA building? Like, who are these people? And why are they anonymous? If you want credibility in your statement, perhaps don't be anonymous? I don't know. Like, why are they feeding this information to the New York Times? But that no American or British nationals were involved. I'm calling complete BS on that one. Um, and, you know, considering who this information is coming from, uh, we know that you're con consistent liars. Like, this is a normal thing for you. It's all you do. <laughs> all you do is lie. So, um, interesting. In response, Mikhail Podolak, po Podolak uh, advised the head of President Zelensky's office, said... Ukraine has nothing to do with the incident in the Baltic Sea and has no information about pro-Ukrainian subversive groups. Hmm. Yeah, because um, they're too busy trying to arm their Nazis. Uh, that should not be a surprise as the report goes on multiple times to claim that there's no evidence so far of the Ukrainian government's complicity in the attack on the pipeline. Yeah, I'm actually leaning towards Ukraine either didn't know anything about it, were not directly involved in it, or perhaps they were told this was going to happen. Um, but then again, plausible deniability is always best, so why would Biden or anybody else tell Zelensky, hey man, it, uh, you know the thing with the, the pipeline. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see them telling Zelensky. CIA officials... Uh, declined to disclose the nature of the intelligence, how it was obtained, or any details of the strength of the evidence it contains. That's called a lie. <laughs> but we're supposed to believe this isn't a smokescreen after the CIA was credibly accused of orchestrating it. <laughs> uh, that was from Tom Elliott. Yeah, uh, he nailed it on the head. As Paul Joseph Watson writes at Summit News, Russia redacted, reacted to the New York Times report by dismissing it as a propaganda ploy designed to obfuscate the truth. Hmm. I wonder how. I wonder who allows such leaks, filling the media scene with them. As Russian Foreign Minister spokeswoman Maria Sakharov. Uh, the answer is those who do not want to conduct an investigation in the illegal field and are going to divert the attention of the audience from the facts in every possible way. Is this why we're seeing all this J6 stuff suddenly? Like, oh shit, we just declared war on Russia and they're calling us out on it. Quick, look at the people we locked up in prison who shouldn't be there. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, there just seems... Let's just face it, this administration is a total shit show, and nothing is a distraction from anything else. It's that this is how incompetent the people in charge are. Everything is wrong. They're doing everything wrong. This is what happens when you have leaders who fail up into power. Joe Biden, not that, not that great of a politician. Definitely not a good lawyer. <laughs> and somehow he became president. Hmm. 
Uh, we have no faith in the impartiality of the conclusion of the U.S. intelligence. We perceive anonymous leaks. <laughs> Is this an R. Kelly skit? Uh, as nothing more than an attempt to confuse those who are sincerely trying to get to the bottom of things in this uh, egregious crime, shift the blame from the statesman who ordered and coordinated the attack in the Baltic Sea to some abstract individuals. Yup, that's, uh, that's true. Kremlin Press Secretary Dmitry Peskov said the New York Times story had instantly got a green light in the local information field and was intended to distract from the facts presented in Hirsch's piece. Obviously, those who have masterminded the Nord Stream attack want to divert attention. Obviously, this is a coordinated media hoax campaign. Yup. Further, Peskov in the Kremlin is wondering how U.S. officials uh, can suggest anything regarding the terrorist attack on Nord Stream without an investigation, while he suggests it is strange and smells of monstrous crime, according to RIA. Needless to say, the Twitterverse mocked a clear distraction. Yeah, who are these people that are just suddenly leaking information? Oh, no. Um, it was these other people who are currently at war with Russia already. Of course it was them. <laughs> so, yeah, there's... Um, uh, let's see here. Three, four uh, tweets in this article. You can read them yourself. However, the naked capitalism, ugh, naked, naked, ugh, holy crack, <laughs> naked capitalism's Yes Smith points out that even though the U.S. has succeeded in burying the Cyhurst story depicting Biden and his top foreign policy officials as the instigators of the bombing, it's gotten traction in Germany. Uh oh, yeah. Um, Actually, uh, that article you can also find at thecollapseexperiment.com if you want to read that. And Seymour Hersh's article is also, uh, there's a link on there for that. Moon of Alabama provided a more detailed takedown relying on the Dizit account. The new claim is that some rather small sailing yacht, which could not even be able to carry the necessary equipment to perform such a deed, was the main instrument in this. Uh, I'm going to read through this because uh, it's funny the Germans are finally like getting on board with like uh, they're they're getting on, uh, on board with the whole fact that our their own ally did this to them and it was to them too right like they need this natural gas following point following joint research by German main public TV news unit. Uh, and ARD, ARD, political magazine, Contrast, <laughs> German Public TV, w at SWR, and Dizit, it was possible to reconstruct to a large extent in the course of the investigation how and when the explosive attack was prepared, according to this. Traces lead to a uh, in the direction of Ukraine. However, investigators have so far found no evidence of who ordered the destruction. That's not hard to figure out. He blatantly said he was going to do this. Specifically, according to the information from these news sources, investigators have managed to 
identify the boat that was presumably used for the secret operation. It is said to be a yacht rented from a company based in Poland, apparently owned by two Ukrainians. The clandestine operation at sea is said to have been carried out by a team of six people. According to the investigation, it is said to have involved five men, one woman. According to the report, the group consisted of a captain, two divers, two diving assets, and a female doctor who are said to have transported the explosives to the crime scene and placed them there. The nationality of the perpetrators is apparently unclear. The assassins. Assassins? Assassins. Like... They, they murdered the pipeline? I mean, I guess. <laughs> Use professionally forged passports, which are said to have been used, among other things, to rent the boat, according to the investigation. The commando set sail from Rostock in September 6, 2022. The equipment for the clandestine operation was previously transported to the port. In a van, it is said... In the further course, the investigation, investigators succeeded in locating the boat the following day, again, uh, and later at the Danish island. Oh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that one. Christian Soul, northeast of Bornholm. According to the research, the yacht was subsequently returned to the owner in uncleaned condition. Uh, on the table of the cabin, the investigators were able to detect traces of explosives. According to the research, according to the information from the mentioned news sources, a Western intelligence service is said to have sent a tip to European partner services. Okay, so the Germans are making up the story for how this went down. That's amazing. <clears throat> No, you do not dive down the 80-plus meters for an industrial-sized job involving the placement of hundreds of pounds of explosives and eight individual charges and very sturdy pipelines from a sparsely manned sailing boat. Such deep dives require special gases, special breathing equipment, special training, a decomposition chamber for emergencies, and lots of well-trained people to maintain all that stuff. This is just more chaff thrown up to divert the attention from Seymour Hersh's revelations that the U.S. military... Yeah, here's the link to the article. There is the cynical take that the blame... That the blame it on the people who like Ukraine is meant to weaken Ukraine's support? That seems unlikely. Pinning blame on mysterious operatives with superpowers turns scrutiny so far as possible from government actors. The big point is to ex Exculpate ex, hmm, the U.S., particularly of its top brass. Conveniently, this sort of caper is such a staple of action movies that great swaths of the public have been pre-programmed to believe it. Yeah, they, they try to make this sound like it was some James Bond operation. Like Ukraine has a James Bond. I mean, a Ukrainian James... Okay, I just... Like basically created another crappy movie that Netflix is probably going to make. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Yeah, let's see here. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely trying to divert. There seems to be a lot of underwater operations going on these days. You've got the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline. You've got the communication cables in Taiwan. Um, Oh, did I mention Australia is buying uh, five or six different nuclear-powered submarines from the U.S. in case they go to war with China? That's going to be awesome. 
So yeah, um, seems like World War III is going to be happening at the bottom of the ocean for some reason. And there is one more. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. No, not that one. Oh yeah, here we go. This is a good one. If you want to know what's happening over in Europe, well, you just go straight to Army Times. You can find this article at the Collapse Experiment. So yes, this is uh, Army announces overseas deployments for these units. It's very straight in your face. There's really no hoopla about this article. It's, it's literally what it says it is. It's a list of all the units and what they are and where they're going. We can learn a lot from where they're going. Let's find out. The Army announced on a release Wednesday upcoming overseas deployments for units ranging from armored brigade combat teams to an artillery brigade, brigade headquarters in Europe, Middle East, because Iran's, you know, refining that stuff, and South Korea. Now, uh, South Korea, I, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's that's very it's a centralized location, especially for what's happening with Taiwan. So I'm not surprised this is happening. Second Infantry Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, U.S. Central Command to replace the 37th Infantry Brigade, uh, Ohio National Guard, part of a regular rotation of forces. Mm, but where? It doesn't say where they're going. 2nd Armored Brigade Combat Team, 3rd Infantry Division to Europe to replace the 2nd Armored Brigade Combat Team, 1st Cavalry Division. It's part of a regular rotation of forces to support the United States' commitment to NATO, allies, and partners in Europe. Ukraine. <clears throat> Let's just say Ukraine. Um, yeah, that first one kind of bugs me because it doesn't say where these guys are going. Uh, the 2nd Striker Brigade Combat Team, 4th Infantry Division to Korea to replace the 2nd Striker Brigade Combat Team, 2nd Infantry B Division as part of a regular rotation of forces to support United States commitment to Republic of Korea. And the 3rd Infantry Division Headquarters and the 3rd Infantry Division sustain Sustainment Brigade to Europe. Hmm. Let's see here. Again, NATO allies, partners in Europe, 2nd Armored Brigade Combat Team, 1st Armored Division to Europe, 2nd uh, Infantry Brigade Combat Team, 10th Mountain Division, and they are going to Europe. Weird. <clears throat> 31st National Air Defense Artillery Brigade. Headquarters to South Central Command to replace, blah, 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 regular rotation of forces. That one doesn't say where. And 10th Expeditionary Sustainment Command to replace, blah, 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 regular rotation of, rotation of forces. Doesn't say where. So there's a couple of these that doesn't say where they're actually being deployed to. Maybe it's a matter of national security. I'm surprised that they actually said the ones about, uh, but wait, it did say Middle East. None of these said that they were going to the Middle East. NATO, NATO, Europe, Europe, NATO. So perhaps these other ones are going to, oh, I don't know, a place where we have a large embassy that's larger than the Vatican. 
Yeah, right next door to another country that's refining certain things that we don't want them to refine. I'm just guessing. It's not Afghanistan. They're not going to Afghanistan. Uh, that's that's a given. Syria, perhaps? But again, that's not too far away from another country that's refining certain materials. So yeah, um, you get some answers, but then you just don't get any answers. Uh, and let's see here. Now, remember, Moldova, their government just kind of packed up and left due to certain activities happening uh, on behalf of, uh, of Russia. Yeah, uh, so Moldova is already in turmoil. But let's take a look. Is Georgia being targeted for regime, ch regime change? Well, if it's the state of Georgia, they kind of need one because that state is a shit show. But no, this is the country of Georgia. And this is also from the Automatic Earth blog. Uh, former Soviet Republic of Georgia experienced a serious color revolution. Yeah, I, I think we're kind of familiar with those. Didn't we have half one in 2020? Attempt Tuesday night after radical pro-Western rioters tried to storm Parliament. Oh, they're trying to do their own January 6th. Wow, that's amazing. Cultural appropriation much? In response to its passing of a bill requiring all organizations with at least 20% foreign funding to register with the authorities. The U.S.-led Western mainstream media, uh-oh, you don't ever want to hear that phrase, artificially manufactured the false narrative in the run-up to the events alleging that the law is based on Russia's relations, re related system, even though it's explicitly inspired by the U.S. <laughs> no way. Uh, this well-intended attempt to protect Georgia's fledgling and admittedly imperfect democracy, yeah, because then democracies tend to work out, from foreign meddling, per se, sovereign right, was subsequently exploited as the pretext for organizing a violent regime change against Prime Minister... What the heck is that? Garibashvili. Garibashvili. Yeah, I guess that's their Prime Minister. Uh, the West wants to punish him for his pragmatic refusal to open up a second front in the U.S. proxy war on Russia. Oops! Wow, so that's what happens when you say no. We kind of learned that during the whole pandemic thing, didn't we? Look at the, the Haitian president. That didn't turn out well for him. Uh, after he publicly exposed this plot in early December, while also pledging never to arm Kiev either. So this dude just wants to stay out. He, he wants to be neutral. And all of a sudden, there's this violent uh, uprising in his country. I don't think Ukraine saw that at any time in 2014. <clears throat> uh, President Zurabishvili, who was visiting the UN in New York during an unsuccessful regime change against uh, him on Tuesday night, threw her full support behind the riots in a video that peddling the West's false information warfare narrative alleging that the bill is backed by Russia. Uh, readers should be aware that she served uh, most of her career as a French diplomat after having been born there and was previously the country's ambassador to Georgia up until 2004. 
Let's see here. Yeah, so... Hmm. I'm trying to figure this one out because uh, there's the Prime Minister. Prime Minister, but then there's the President. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out the names and who's who. Uh, she only received Georgian citizenship at that time due to a deal between those two governments proposed by uh, Mikhailos. Mikhail, uh, following uh, his successful color revolution the year prior. So this is nothing uncommon for them. Uh, in order for her to become his foreign minister, for all intents and purposes, uh, Zurabishvili has since functioned as one of the Golden Billion's top agents of influence in Georgia, despite the prime minister nowadays holding more power due to prior reforms. The presidency still provides her with some sway over society. Interesting. It, is also, it also deserves mentioning that the West's latest color revolution attempt in the region took place amidst continued Russian gains around Bakhmut, uh, which prompted Ukrainian President... Zelensky to warn that Russia could roll through the rest of Donbass if it captured that city. Earlier that same day, just hours before the attempted storming of parliament, Russian Defense Minister uh, Shoigu confirmed that a victory would also smash Kiev's uh, regional defenses. So yeah, Georgia. Um, looks like their prime minister... So I'm guessing, from what I'm reading here, the Prime Minister holds more power than the actual President in the country. That's This is what I'm hearing. Uh, their, their government, that's how it's constructed. Um, so they're trying to overthrow the Prime Minister. The President just happens to be in New York and says that she supports the rioters. <clears throat> I think I know who's uh, aligned with uh, U.S. interest, and it's it's not the, the prime minister. Uh, there's no dearth of useful idiots who can easily be misled into destabilizing their country to the detriment of its objective national interest due to their liberal globalist ideology. Are, sh are they talking about BLM or are they talking about people in Georgia? I'm confused now. This means that Georgia is therefore expected to become the latest front in the new Cold War, seeing as to how it is unlikely that its latest crisis will be resolved anytime soon. The situation is extremely serious, and the outcome of the U.S.'s undeclared hybrid war on Georgia could directly affect developments in Donbass. So there you have it. We are... Oh, God. Oh... So if you're not willing to join us, we'll just overthrow your government. That's that's what they're saying. This is amazing. Uh, Georgia, unfortunately, is... Uh, <laughs> they're reliving our, our year of 2020, minus the pandemic. Um, yeah, so it's pretty obvious to me, and it should be to anybody reading this article, that uh, we are in the process of changing leadership in Georgia because um, <clears throat> they said they will not get involved in Ukraine. It's as simple as that. So, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Russia's doing the same thing because they just recently did this in Moldova. 
Yeah, so we're both playing the same game with all these former satellite countries of the Soviet Union. Uh, just making the the front of this coming war or current war, depending on how you want to look at it, uh, even bigger than it already is. And unfortunately, these people are right in the middle of it. So yeah, um, this article is from the Automatic Earth blog. So I'm going to have to learn a little bit more about Georgia and how... Their country currently is uh, is run, but from the looks of it, um, a bunch of people with very similar sounding last names uh, are at conflict with uh, whether or not they should be supporting the U.S., uh, NATO, slash uh, Ukraine. So, uh, that is about it for what is happening on this front when it comes to uh the collapse of what we are seeing across the globe yeah uh we're deploying troops uh we're overthrowing the the current government of georgia uh china looks like they're they're getting ready to um cross over into taiwan yeah uh my next live stream is going to be coming up uh fairly soon and i will be covering what is going on here in our country and why everybody's so pissed at Tucker Carlson. So yeah. Um, anyways, that's about it for me. No questions in the comments. So having checked out all that, keep on typing.